Okay, so we did Winter uh, Soldier. Guardians of the Galaxy, which was the next huge leap. Yeah. Yeah. That I never thought they would be able to do. <laughs> yeah, because it's nobody from the rest of the MCU. It's, 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 it's a space it's a opera adventure, which is hard to sell because people, except for Star Wars, people don't care about that stuff. Yep. It's all these obscure characters that nobody heard about. I mean, Star-Lord literally had just made a comeback in the comic books. Before that, he'd appeared in eight issues of comics. Yeah. Really? He'd barely been around in the comics back for like a couple of years. Wow. Um, Rocket Raccoon had been off and on for a while. There's different versions of him. I I, I, I have to admit, the angry version is not my favorite version, but that's the way he is now. Uh, but Rocket Raccoon and Groot, the fact that like these characters exist and would be in a movie, it just blew my mind. That like It's the weirdest thing in the world now to say... Rocket Raccoon, and someone's like, knows who you're talking about. <laughs> Nobody says, is that for real? Everybody knows. Or or the fact that everyone is cheering for a sentient tree. That's right. Like, I mean, we're like, yeah, it's Groot. And it's like, really? It's really? one of my... Before this movie, please tell me if anyone was cheering right. for a freaking right. sentient you tree. And even like, when the previews came out, you, you could tell people would be like, well, I like the Marvel movies, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one character's like a raccoon and one's a tree? Yeah, and the tree just says, I am Groot. Like, what? That's it? <laughs> well, he's a great character. But he literally says three words. Right. What? You know, <laughs> like, and then yet it's like that part where it's like, uh, the one, of, I, I know it's dumb, but it's one of my, my, my beautiful moments. And that is where he goes, we are Groot. <laughs> and it's just like, oh my God, Groot. You touched me. Perhaps Vin Diesel's finest role. <laughs> and you know, he did that in every language. Yeah. He? Yeah. He recorded that in every language. They, instead of having somebody else do it and just dub it over, he did all of them. So he learned, so he learned. He learned how to say, we are Groot. And then he said it different ways for every scene. That's dedication. And it's got like a... I wouldn't have believed he had that kind of range. Uh, Yondu, Yondu, the the blue guy, yeah, yeah. Um, space pirate. Yeah, he's he's not he's not very much like that in the comic book at all. In the comic book, he's actually in the future. He's a mutant human. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but and he uses arrows that he he shoots and he controls with whistles. So that part they did include, and I yeah. like that. And I like this version of Yondu anyway. So I don't I don't give a crap. He's great, <laughs> and he's going to be in the next one as yeah. an important character, like one of the guardians. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> yep, played by Michael Rooker. Yes. Who's um, kind of seems kind of batshit crazy. I, maybe it's just me, but I've seen him in multiple like <laughs> cons and stuff like that, and he is just out there. Like he the guy, might be. He seems like either out there or like stoned constantly. I don't know what it is. He's but. in. He's in uh, one of my favorite John Claude Van Damme movies. Uh, I think it's called Replicant, where John Claude Van Damme plays a serial killer, and what happens is, in order to catch him, they make a clone that's a good version. Wow. Although he's childlike and innocent, and Michael Rooker's the cop is assigned to him, and they're connected psychically. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's great. Shut. It's great. It's a great performance. But I'm lost. But I, watch it. I have to watch it again before I know for sure. But it's a great performance of Jean Claude Van Damme as both a psychotic madman and a childlike innocent. Wow. Sounds a little bit like Double Team. <laughs> No, that's not. You don't know. Uh, There's one where he, he plays like yeah, he plays twin. twins. I forget what that one's called. It's twice it the band damage. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? That's 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 true. That's true. <laughs> I didn't make that up. Double impact. Double impact. Yes, because you're thinking of uh, double teams where he teamed up with uh, 
Dennis Rodman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which led to the classic action movie, <laughs> Simon Says. <laughs> Which my led favorite to, part, uh, Shaq thinking he could be in a movie. <laughs> my favorite part of Double Team is, is where Mickey Work is the evil guy stepped on a landmine. <laughs> And then he steps off the landmine that he set. So he sets it up because he can get attacked by a tiger. Because this is the kind of movie that this is. <laughs> and he set it up in a coliseum. And it's a landmine. But somehow the whole coliseum explodes <laughs> in a huge fireball. And I was like, what was the villain's plan if like one of the heroes stepped on it? And so big that literally they're going to be engulfed in fire. And Dennis Rodman has to pick up a soda machine and use it as a shield to shield them from the fiery blast. Wow. Somehow, a more unbelievable movie than Thor The Dark World. <laughs> but Guardians, going back to that. <laughs> yeah. Good uh, stuff. <laughs> it's, a great, it's a great movie. It's actually one of my favorites. I ended up watching it three times really close in a row because I watched it. Then I, I, I took my, like, my father-in-law to see it. And then we were on, I was on a plane flight. Um, flying back from San Diego Comic-Con. No big deal. Invited guest. This is cool. But anyway... <laughs> And I watched the you have, like, a count of how many times he mentioned that. I'd love to know at some I point. I can find out. Yeah. I, I have to mention it because it's pretty much probably the highlight of my career. It's probably all down here from here. That's fair. Uh, no. Uh, no. I'm wearing a t-shirt. I'm wearing a t-shirt I got at Comic-Con. San Diego Comic-Con. Ironically. With Rocket and Groot. Rocket and Groot, yeah. And people know what that is. Yeah. I think this movie does benefit from the things you were mentioning earlier, that nobody knows who these characters are. Right. So there's no, there's no, there's no but they introduce them well, which yes. is good. There's no expectation at yeah. all. I mean, you basically don't, and I think that inevitably ends up being a good thing in this situation right. I think, because if there, if there were expectations of oh well, it has to be this way, and it has this character yeah. has to say this and has to do this, and you know, then they, if that that would I think take it, the movie, and I think it would have failed if it wasn't a Marvel Cinematic movie. Also, I don't great. think people would have given it the benefit of the doubt, no matter how much, how well it promoted. I think it would have just been confusing. Huh. Because uh, if think about it, it's, it's ties are very tenuous to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it gives people that little bit of, of permission to like it. And I know I have a story, a friend of mine, uh, uh, Mark Finney, uh, Mark Finn, he's a writer, but he also runs a theater in this little town. And they did Guardians of the Galaxy. And at the end, Howard the Duck shows up, you know, which is a great cameo. And one of the guys in the audience was like, one of the comic book fans was like, ah. And he was like, what are you doing? And he's like, well, Tower of the Duck is stupid. And he goes, you know, a year ago, were you excited about a, a raccoon <laughs> or a talking tree? And the guy's like, no. <laughs> he's like, maybe you should stop just assuming that things suck. Yeah, just ignore the crap that happens. You know, it's like. Right. I mean, it's, it's, I, I doubt a talking duck is really that much different <laughs> than a, I just watched the movie. And Rocket Raccoon's a great character. Dude, this Groot. is half the fun of being a comic book nerd. Right. Worst episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I mean, when I, well, I, I knew uh, uh, Howard was going to show up and I just could not. <laughs> At the end, I was like waiting and the first time I saw it and Sally was next to me, my wife. <laughs> And I was just laughing like a madman for like 10 minutes. And then James Gunn wants to do a Howard the Duck movie. And I was like, oh, please do a Howard the Duck movie. Please do a Howard the Duck movie. Oh, my God. I would. Oh, in a heartbeat. Oh, um, I'd watch it. I mean, they've earned it, right? They've earned that sort of. Because Guardians, I like Guardians of the Galaxy. But my thing is I'm always, I've always got that stage where I'm worried they're not going to be good. You know, like they're going to, not that the characters are going to be weird because I like the weird stuff. But they're not, 
But they're going to make a bad movie. Right. And But Guardians of the Galaxy is, is really strong. Um, it's a great movie. stands on its own. Yeah. It's got a great character. It's got great design. Um, I just think it's got a lot of cool things for it. I think it would have... I think it would have done okay had it not been a Marvel movie. Not great. Right. But I don't think it would have tanked. And I know this is putting a lot of pressure on one person. But I think because you had Chris Pratt that as does help. That does the, help. the primary character, I think that really made... And Zoe Saldana, who just come off too. of... Uh, Chris Pratt was a big chance. I think they were taking a big chance with him. Um, I think I think has been kind of hit or miss. Well, yeah, but at that point... I think it was right at that he was well, just and really starting. Zoe Saldana to get, had been a, 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 a been blue chick, yes. so <laughs> as long as you cater in a different color, she was in Avatar. Who's, who's well, to no, be the wiser? <laughs> I think uh, Star Trek had just come out. Oh yeah, yeah, the, that, that's true too. So that's the thing. I think that her as a you know in a big yeah. sci-fi action movie was yeah. not a big leap for people. So I think that it, I, th- I, I think, think the two yeah. of them. Could have carried off, carried it reasonably. Okay. I think it would have been reasonable. I don't think it would have been the box office smash that it was. Oh no, no. Had it not been Marvel, but yeah. I think I, I do agree that you know it it would have done less yeah. much. And 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 uh, uh, Batista is that the guy who does Drax? Yes, uh, just great all the way around. And uh, I think it's it's it and it cemented the idea that again it cemented the science fiction aspect completely into the space opera aspect. Mm-hmm. And because one of the things is. In the DC universe, they have space adventures too. They have, you know, like any comic book universe. Um, but it's very limited, mostly by the Green, Green Lanterns. But in the, uh, Marvel universe, their space is happening. <laughs> there's tons of space empires. There's tons of different alien forces. There's tons of cosmic forces. So it's one of my favorite, like Silver Surfer for a long time was one of my favorite characters because he was out in space doing cool stuff. And you could do interesting stories with all these different aliens. It's a really fertile ground. Like the, the collector is a character that's been around in comics forever. The nowhere. There's even that, there's even that reference to, uh, I don't know if he's going to be in the movie. I hope he's in the, the next movie, but the dog in the spacesuit, that's Cosmo, who's a Russian cosmonaut not dog who ended up getting telepathic superpowers. Uh-huh. And, uh, I'm hoping he shows up. <laughs> I like that you're laughing because you're like, a talking raccoon. Sure. <laughs> I just. <laughs> I'm going to watch that movie. I mean, I'm, I, I'm not open. saying that I will I'm open. But I think that Guardians is, is a really seminal point. I'm, I'm laughing that there seems to be an infinite well of these things to pull from. There are. They've had decades. Marvel yes, Universe has they have. Decades of Guardians. Especially because Guardians of the Galaxy is a great example because even in the story of the writer, and I can't remember her name, but they basically, she was at a meeting with like young writing talent. Marvel's like, here's some properties we might want to develop in the movies. So they just had a bunch listed, like like basically, you know, guidebooks on the table. And she immediately grabbed like Guardians of the Galaxy. And they were like, you can pick anything you want. She goes, I know. <laughs> and the fact that they, I give credit to like the creative aspect that they were willing to say, here's somebody who wants to write this. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Like they, they once they learned that lesson that you can sell something that's not super mainstream, they've, they've, they've always been pushing it and doing it a little bit. I mean, again, the DC Universe movies can barely not do Batman. <laughs> He's got to show up every single time and every single thing. I think there's something to that. It feels like they've more permissive with the writers. Right. In the Marvel movies. They, they, they have a, it actually reminds me of the old days in comic books. You had an editor whose job was to corral the writers and make sure they weren't going off the rails too far. You know, like, oh, this, you, you can't, you do this because it's going to contradict the story or this is going to happen. But you also relied on the writers to create stories that were worth telling. Right, you like write things. It's, it's very much like old school comic book. It's just instead of being like making comic books, you're making million dollar movies. But it's very much old school that. Mm-hmm. Are these movies 
based on comic books or the comic books coming out afterwards? So I'm not real sure about the. They're all they're all based on the universe, although some more than others. I know they're based on the universe, but Guardians like of the Galaxy was a comic book before the movie came out. But is there like a, a comic book for Guardians that covers what's in the movie? No, no, they're they're usually separate. There is one. It's, it's Howard the Duck had a new comic series for a while, <laughs> and actually one of the comics had him had the scene where he explained how he ended up in the collector's collection. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's the only time they ever bothered with it, and then how he got loose. It's the only time they ever they were like it's it's kind of a. Well, there was uh, the reason I ask is because I know there's a comic that is like the Age of Ultron story. Right, it's nothing like that. Okay, they, they use the title. The Age of Ultron is a terrible storyline because it involves <laughs> an alternate universe, and it's just it's all this grim, dark bullshit. Uh, Age of Ultron is not great, but it's better than that. Winter Soldier, I don't like the Winter Soldier in the comic books, and I think it's a stupid storyline, and it doesn't work very well for me. The movie makes it work really well. Civil War yeah. is a totally different thing in the comic books. Very stupid in the comic books. <laughs> uh, in the in the movie, it makes sense. Um, I think that Guardians of the Galaxy too. It really, even though it's 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 funny because even though Thor is is space related, you know, like yeah. is definitely there. It I think Guardians of the Galaxy really makes it opens it up to to space and right. really means it's not Earth centric. Right. You know, because, of course, Thor still has, you know, almost everything happening on Earth. It helps that Star-Lord is ostensibly, at least... Right, they have a connection. (laughs) Right. Well, and that's the good thing they did, too, because the fact that they... Like, the soundtrack in that movie is really smart, because instead of having this generic soundtrack, they have that pop soundtrack, but they have a justification for it in story, and so it works really well and makes the movie distinct. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think it... it, But I agree with you, yeah. I think it really... Because I think when you start getting into the Thanos and getting into the, the... Basically, even uh, Doctor Strange, and you're yeah. talking about interdimensional beings and huge planet-sized the beings and things like that. That really is opened up much more when you are now have a movie right. that's entirely in space. So right. it's like, oh, okay, now the, right. you know the, the, it doesn't focus entirely. Right, on and it Earth. has nothing to do with Earth. Right. I mean, they're not aside from the fact that you know uh, Star Lord is from Earth. Right. It has nothing to do except that first scene is Earth and everything. And even Star Lord, like he's not trying to get back to Earth. Yeah. It's not even about that. It's not even that you're like doing like, you know, oh, one day I'll get back. But you can still a spaceship and get back to Earth. You could probably get, Right. It's like this is where he lives, this is where he grew up. <laughs> his 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 mom died, so he doesn't really have anything to go back to. And and it's his universe. And Earth's right over there. <laughs> absolutely know where it's at. It's so blows me away that, that Thanos is like this angsty <laughs> self sabotager. <laughs> Well, cuts himself sometimes. He's got a lot of issues. <laughs> well, in the I comics, guess. he loves death. Like not the concept of death, the actual entity that is entity death. death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I she she loves him, but now she does. She didn't because for a while she he was too powerful, more powerful than her, and she was just like, well, now you've become more powerful than me. Are you doing it because you want me to love you or because your own ego? It's very complicated. <laughs> and if That's you want to get I mean. into he's extra angsty. stuff, yeah, he's very angsty. <laughs> and if you want to get to extra stuff. Deadpool in the comics, uh-huh. one of the explanations for his regenerating power, besides the fact that he actually has super regenerating powers, is that death loves Deadpool, <laughs> and Thanos is jealous and so made it so Deadpool can never die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. he Deadpool, like, gets it on with death. Like, yeah. just, yeah, full-on make-out session. Yeah, it's like, what the hell? He's very weird. Yeah. Yes, death, Thanos is very angsty, <laughs> but in a good way. Although some writers do it. There was like a, a limited series that came out a while ago. I didn't read it, but a friend of mine, it's like the origin of Thanos. And my friend was just like, it's really stupid. Like, he's just killing a bunch of people. And it's just like, 
That's not interesting. That's not what makes Thanos interesting. It seems kind of like the the Greek god myths. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where they're very uh, like human and flawed. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what he is. He's flawed. He's our own mirror. <laughs> Although I did like somebody was one time was talking about like everyone's scared of Thanos, but all he does is sit in that chair and yell at people. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know. Oh, what goes back? Goes back. We'll get him one of those wow moments. Was the end? Was uh, uh, Avengers where they have that that stinger? The, like, oh, the humans are powerful. The court is the court death. You don't know what's going on. You don't know. And then when the comic book fans, when he turned and you can see Thanos' profile, that was a moment that blew my mind. And every comic book <laughs> fan, all the kind, you can always tell, and you can always tell the comic book fans in the audience because they'll be like, oh! and all the people are like, who's that guy? Yeah. And we're just like, you fool! It's the, Thanos! The weird purple guy. What the, yes. Who the hell is that? I, that's what, that was me in the yeah. audience. I was like, what the fuck? And, and now I put a point so out, he's like, just, he's so scary. <laughs> but all he does is sit in that chair and go like, don't! And people yell at him, I'm gonna defy you! Oh, I'm mad. So every movie pretty much has can have a stinger that will shock comic Not everyone. <laughs> Thanos was a big one, because that was the thing that they were like, oh my god, they're setting up Friggin' Thanos. Well, we started with uh, Nick Fury, right? In Iron Man? Oh, yeah, yeah. But that was cute, though. That didn't, that didn't shock me. Because that was more like the lines, like, oh, that's cute. Mm-hmm. I'm not, that's not going to go anywhere. But when Thanos showed up, you're like, shit, that is going somewhere. <laughs> is there somebody that would show up that would still make you I would surprised? love it if at the end of, like, a Doctor Strange movie, Shuma Gorath showed up, who's this extra-dimensional tentacle monster. <laughs> that would have blown my mind. Man, you and tentacle monsters. I do like the tentacle monsters. <laughs> Um, also, another character that would blow me, I would, I'd really be excited if they ever made a reference to Devil Dinosaur. <laughs> Pretty blown away by that. I would be blown away by that. Uh, there's other characters, I don't know, I mean, but just. You had to explain to me who that was. Devil Dinosaur. Um, <laughs> but I am on board now. <laughs> um, but, uh, so, uh, there's tons of characters that are just really obscure, you just don't expect to see. Yeah. But I did not expect to see Thanos. <laughs> and Howard the Duck, I know, I cheated, I knew Howard the Duck was at the end of Guardians, so I cheated. Mm-hmm. But, blew my mind. <laughs> Still good? So, it okay, I know I haven't asked yeah. you on many, but uh, so is there anything that you don't like about Guardians of the Galaxy? That's a good question. I, I think for me, no. I'm going to answer Ooh, and then I'm... Yeah, yeah. I think for me, and I loved this movie. I absolutely, I've seen it many times. The only downside, and it was a minor gripe, is that basically... It's the power of friendship. <laughs> it saves the world. And I'm just like, okay, I, we're all hold hands and, and, a, well, and a dance off makes me do, and I'm like, I, okay. The only reason it just got, it, it got a bit too much. I liked it. I, the only reason I liked it is it, is it tied into the idea that they were all angry loners <laughs> and that they formed yes. a family. Uh, so it fits. It wasn't just no, the people. Um, now I wouldn't, a uh, comic book and me go like, that's not how the Infinity Stones work. Shut up. <laughs> That would bother me. Yeah. And oh, then that part where he says like, "Who are? Who, who, who do you think you are?" And he's like, "We're the Guardians of the Galaxy, bitch." Oh yeah. I hate that bitch line because yeah. it's stupid. If he just said we're the Guardians of the Galaxy, but that's like, it's like adding bitch to a line. It doesn't make it interesting, and it annoyed me. So there you go. I'm on your side there. Street cred though. Street cred. <laughs> Uh, I didn't like that um, the guy who plays opposite Will Ferrell. I can never remember his name, but he's like the cop on that planet. John C. Riley. Yeah, yeah, John Riley. And I can't separate him from the, the stupid what's, goofy movies. What's, what's strange is that, and I'm making this exactly wrong, but 
Uh, now the Nova Corps is completely different in the movie, in the comic books. It's a little different. They actually are like walk around in space, have space helmets, and they fly and they shoot lasers, and they're really cool. The, the movie didn't do that because I guess they didn't want to do it. It's too much. They, too much. You have a million guys shooting lasers and all that. It's confusing. Pick, but pick your fights. Yeah. He in the comic books is is a. I think he's a Cree. Oh, it's going to get way too complicated. Um, and he he ended up betraying like the Cree Empire because his family was killed, which is ironic because they saved his family in that. <laughs> I think you did a good job in the movie. Yeah. It's just because you're a space right. cop doesn't mean you have no, to be I just have trouble with the actor being in it. No, I agree. He was, if they would have had a lesser known actor. You know, he's a, he's a dramatic actor, too. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> he was in uh, Chicago, and he did really he good. He was in Boogie Cellophane Nights. Man. Oh, my God. Well, I know he was in Boogie Or Nights. Mr. Cellophane, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cellophane. That's right. That's a sad song. Oh, he did I so I saw Ben Vereen do that on The Muppet Show, and it really... <laughs> Well, that's but I've I've well, seen my, John C. Riley. You just don't have that culture. That's true. You're like the Step Brothers, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I I can I can my see role that, on though. Save the Movies is to have not watched enough movies. <laughs> <laughs> to be enlightened every time the new movie comes around. Uh, yeah, I I really it's, it's a reflection of my own prejudice, really. I'm working through it. That's fine. You're allowed. No, you're allowed. You're allowed. <laughs> but I still had trouble with is it. That, was that uh, Jane, Silent Bob where they had a. I can't remember the guy from American Pie. And, and it was uh, like Jason's, Jason Biggs. Yeah. And they were like, oh, you're the pie fucker. <laughs> and he's like, oh, every time, every time I hear it, I go, pie fucker. And then like, uh, James Vanderbeek is like, you fucked a pie. What did you expect was going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. That's the John, John C. Riley. You you put you twitch your tongue on dog poop. What do you expect is going to happen? I I had a little trouble with that that guy as that character. Yeah. So I feel you, but I yeah he and he, he you are correct. He did a very good job, but yeah, you're never going to see him as anything but the goofy guy that works yeah. with Will Ferrell. Like well, he was mostly comedic. Seen cell phone. <laughs> no, whatever Chicago. this is. Chicago, 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 like hey. the, the musical. Yeah. yeah. He sings Mr. Cellophane. He sings Mr. Cellophane because nobody sees you can walk right through him. Yeah. You You, you goo. You uncultured goo. You are play God. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so we'll go next to Age of Ultron, which we kind of all agree is okay. I like it. It's elements I like. Yeah, I like it. I think it's rushed. I think my main strike is that. Yeah. Because Avengers is two and a half hours and Ultron is only two hours. Mm -hmm. I think that half hour would help. And you had added characters. So it was really like, not only do you have to deal with people you don't know, but then it's shorter, and then you've got more going on, and it's, yeah. I think this is where Tony Stark's art starts to feel a little wobbly. Um, because mm-hmm. he's the his position in the movie is that the government should take control of the the super team, <laughs> right? Which is not what his character would have been in the first place. Now I can see where they're trying to go. You know, he's he's made some mistakes, right? He created Ultron, but that's Age of Ultron is when he's doing it, yeah. right? Yeah, so he he's caused he, this problem, right? And he's starting to feel like some remorse. Yeah, it's still kind of a little jarring with his character. And that Captain America is taking the other side. Well, that's Civil <laughs> like, War. We're not quite to Civil War yet. No. We're close well, to that. Right. Yeah. We'll get there. But um, uh, it does have some right. good yeah, stuff. Yeah, I just skipped that to Civil War. <laughs> yeah, we do. Have, it has some cool stuff, though. I mean, like, right. uh, Age of Ultron has. Well, first of all, Ultron. Again, there's another characters I never thought I would see. Oh, that's crazy. And yeah. the this fact that, the like, I knew he would, you know, the Age of Ultron, I knew he was going to be in it. A but, fully like, CG character that is the, you know, And yeah. the way he looked. Yeah. 
And then you're right. Like I didn't know the I wasn't sure the I didn't know the vision was going to be in it because they kind of didn't show him. That's madness. And then when they were like, he's building a robot body. I was like, oh my god, he's building the vision. <laughs> he's got to be building the vision. <laughs> and when that vision shows up, and he's he looks, he's got the red. He's like, he's got the whole thing. <laughs> that gem on his forehead is not the soul gem. That's not what it is. Shut up, movie. <laughs> But that's okay. I'm going to overlook it. But otherwise, that was another one that shocked me. But Ultron was the one that shocked me in the sense that, like, in the preview when he came out and, and he looked. Again, you could have just shown me that image and I was like, oh, that's Ultron. And that's... Yeah. I, I like the, the beginning of it. It's pretty solid. Yeah, there's um, some good stuff in it. Just not super great. I'm not, I'm not real happy with Scarlet Witch, the way they changed her so much. Well, this is where they start to introduce magic a little bit, right? Because um, Scarlet Witch, his powers are very vague. <laughs> Well, in the comic book, they're really vague. In this one, they're a little less vague. I I, I watched the history of the Scarlet Witch, and it was amazing. Like she is just (laughs) insane. She has she's literally remade reality. (laughs) She remade because she she wanted kids. Well, first of all, she fell in love with the Vision, right? Which it was like, and well, no. She decided right. she wanted children, and of course he's an android, so it's not happening. So she just decides to use magic to make kids. Right, she, she uses probability powers to make kids. <laughs> so she makes these this boy and the girl, and she makes these two kids. Well, it turns out that these two children are apparently, the magic she used, are they're like shards of the soul of like a, a demon or something. Like, it's just, it's really fucked right. up. And so then the, the demons, like, or the, 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 basically the original entity takes these kids and, and then she's like, well, no, I don't want my kids to be taken away. So she literally like remakes reality. Yeah. Like just, <laughs> just remakes reality. But then they're, they're like, well, people start realizing that something is wrong. You know, and, and it, it's it like, just makes you realize that magical mutants in love with androids is a complicated thing, man. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, before <laughs> they changed that, when they had kids, their nanny was Agna, Agna, Agnes Harkness, Harkness, who's a wizard. Yes, that's right. Because <laughs> that's the world they live in, where the mutant and the android have a wizard. This is just <laughs> making me think of that future album episode where they have the video, the public service video, don't date don't robots. Date, don't robot. <laughs> but in the movie, she has magical red powers. <laughs> in the movie, she's telepathic and telekinetic. Yes. Um, that's not her powers. They're okay. I don't mind it because her, her powers are like in the comics are just so weird and people don't know what they just do whatever they want. But it, it is one of the changes I don't particularly care for. And, and Quicksilver is okay in the movie, but he's just okay in in uh, yeah. Ultron. And they kill him off pretty quick. Yeah, and they kill him off. <laughs> well, they have Joss to because they were already somebody. they already had him in a different property. They already have him in the X Men movies, right? And that's so it, they couldn't really well because that's the well, thing Marvel. Well, because that's the thing if you notice, there's a gray area because. Marvel sold the rights, the X, X characters, mutant characters to Fox. Well, Fox was like, well, you can't use Quicksilver or Scarlet Witch. And they were like, well, here's the thing. Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are mutants, but they're also primarily Avengers characters. They show up mostly in event. They've showed up just as much in Avengers. And so they kind of had a gray area around it. Mm-hmm. And that's why they were able to do it. But it's also kind of why they, they kind of made them not mutants because they couldn't avoid, they can't do right. mutants. And, uh, but it's really, that was their argument because the same way there's, uh, the scrolls. Are aliens that show up in the Marvel universe, but the reason they never show up is they're kind of not sure if they're part of the Fantastic Four rights or not, because they mostly fight the Fantastic Four. Mm. So there's all kinds of weird stuff. This is stuff they never planned on because they yeah. never thought they were going to do a huge no. sprawling universe. <laughs> Successful movie franchise right. of dozens and dozens of movies. Right. Yeah. So it's just it's not something you were ready for. But I think this is the point where they're getting 
they're starting to introduce magic, even if it's not... It's not magic magic. Right. Um, I, I and the, uh, I, I, is, the Avengers are kind of tearing at the seams over Tony Yeah, Stark's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony Stark's, elements uh, I really like about it. science. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is the one that, that the people got a little upset about Scarlet, uh, not Scarlet, which uh, Black Widow. And because of, like, the whole, her her problem. And then the problem is, is that as the only female character, she just has, I mean, the Scarlet Witch is introduced, but she wasn't really a full character yet. She has to carry all the burdens, and it becomes impossible for one. You can't have one woman carry all the, because anything she does is going to alienate some women, because she's a person, and she's going to do so many things. Right. And and I, I think, and also I think poorly edited. I think some of those scenes are poorly edited. Like the part where she's talking to Bruce Banner, it gets really, it's accidentally confusing, because it sounds like she feels like she's a less of a person because she can't have children. Which I would be pissed off if if I was a woman and, and I felt the movie was saying that. Sure. Well, that's the problem, though. Yeah. Is that, like you said, if she if she says, "Oh, I really want kids," right? Then there's then, other issues. Then she's yeah. alienating the people right. that don't want kids. If she if right. she said, "Oh, I'm a badass bitch. I don't ever want to have kids," yeah. then she'd be alienating all the right. women that want kids. So yeah, it's we've, just we've like, talked about this before. I feel like yeah. And if it, you only have one woman, right. She represents well, and, and Mark, all women. Mark Ruffalo talked about that, and I feel like it's 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 not a defense. To their movie because because they need to have more women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> no, I agree. I think they would have. I, I think they would also be more balanced, like yeah. as a as a team, yeah. because they do. You know, women do bring a different you know sentiment, a different you know. That yeah, way women have thinking. magical powers. <laughs> Men throw shields. <laughs> <laughs> Men punch things. Yes, I, I, that's it. That's how it works. Sometimes hammers. Yeah. Sometimes hammers. But no, I, I think it's... it's Just a, be careful, because you're representing all women on this podcast. <laughs> what do women think, Adrian? Yeah. <laughs> <And> we just... <laughs> no, but I think that's really... It's, it's, it's a huge strike. It, it's, if there's one thing... They finally added some people of color, but not that many. And they finally added a few women, but not that many. And I think it's a huge strike on these movies. The fact that, you know, looking at the... It's not yeah, Captain Marvel, who's a, a woman... Isn't he even going to be there till like after Black Panther and Infinity War Part One? Well, Black Panther is cool. <laughs> Black Panther is cool. Now, part of it's because Disney owns the Marvel Universe. To them, they already have the girl audience. That's mm-hmm. where they sell the princess stuff to. So they feel like they're competing with themselves. There's yeah. no reason to get women off of the print, the young girls off the princess thing. Makes sense. But I don't give a shit yeah. because sometimes <laughs> the corporation, you've got to make steps. Well, you can you can appeal to girls, but at some point you're going to have to appeal to what those girls become, right. which is women. You know, well, it's like, and also you know, I, what I mean? <laughs> it, it bugs me as a guy to think that like I know that we do live in that society, but it bugs me that like young boys would not want the same thing that a young boy's not going to want a black widow figure. And I'm like, well, that's an issue because yeah. black widow kicks ass. You should want a black widow figure. No shit, <laughs> right? I don't think it's it doesn't feel male or female to be like, well, I like adventure heroes. Oh, you got a Black Widow? Yeah. <laughs> well, and what I, we'll I it still amuses me mm, that they're <laughs> that they're like, oh well, boy, you know, boys wouldn't buy a, a Black Widow figurine. Well, there's also girls. Right. Like, why wouldn't the girls buy? Well, one? it's you know? it's that weird thing about specialty. It's, it's that weird thing where it's like white male is default and everything else is specialty, and it's really frustrating. Yeah. Black Widow uh, has also a reduced role in this, and partly it was because uh, Scarlett Johansson was was pregnant at the mm-hmm. time. So again, that's that's frustrating, but there is a, a justification in real life. Again, she didn't have to be the only character. Right. <laughs> you get around it. Right. Well, and, and if they brought that shield agent back, Maria Hill. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Maria Hill would have been awesome. 
She's the ship. You said uh, there's a. Well, you, you just said there's so many characters. There's yeah. so many characters. There's so many Avengers that could have popped in. <laughs> right. So many great Avengers, and the Avengers has has a ton of roster, and there's a ton of women in the Avengers rosters. Yeah. Uh, I have heard rumors. I don't know if they're true or not, but that uh, Captain Marvel actually might make an appearance in uh, Infinity War. I think she, I, I wouldn't be surprised so, if she didn't, because that would fit. Because she's a space. They're, they're changing her a little bit, but I, she's a space character yeah. in the sense that she comes. Her powers come from aliens. Right. So um, I think that'd be cool. And I would it basically what it sounds like it would be a partial origin story for her. I can, that can make sense. It would sense. be, you know, basically that, that her powers come to right. being during that movie. And then Captain Marvel, the movie is when she really like comes I, into her own cool. and learns how to like use I everything. Hope so. So. I hope so. Cause there's a, I, I think, mm-hmm. um, cause yeah. the comic books have done a really good job introducing new characters that are women. Uh, Captain Marvel's been a, a, a stand quite successful in the Marvel comics. Moon Girl, the devil dinosaur, again, really successful. Miss Marvel mm-hmm. is, uh, a, a, a Muslim young woman. Great character. Um, they, they've had a bunch of. They've introduced a lot more women, and and they just introduced a new version of the Wasp, who's like the daughter of the original Wasp, and she's like this Russian girl, and she's a science nerd. And there's a really good story arc in her first story about like she's looking for geniuses, but she's looking for women geniuses because she's like the the men are looking for geniuses, but they tend to look for we tend to look for people that are like us, so they can so they think they're missing all the the the, men, the women geniuses. So she's going to meet evil. She's going to meet all these geniuses that are women, and it's really interesting. Hmm. Um, if there's an Ant-Man too, because they remind there me. is, yeah, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, there's going to be the Wasp, and it's going to be her, the Wasp's daughter. So yeah, I hope, it yeah. is an, the Americanized version, clearly, but it's still yeah, yeah. Well, uh, that's that's. I mean, that's good because that's again, we're, we're if we're going to skip, well, let's go to Ant-Man, <laughs> which is my favorite, uh, maybe one of my favorites of the movies. Well, is there before we do that? But yeah. is there anything about Ultron that you didn't like, or that you just felt like they could have done better? Because I feel like some people have Age of Ultron gets a lot of mixed reviews. Yeah. I think there's some people that really don't like it, and some people that really do. And I feel like I, I, I think some, the uh, part where the the Avengers are kind of arguing about uh, Ultron, mm-hmm. some of the writing felt a little clumsy there. Mm-hmm. I feel like. But, uh, I don't know. It was a decent movie, I think. I feel like uh, the, the ending is a little weak because they're fighting just a bunch of nameless Ultrons. Who cares? Mm-hmm. And and the movie drops the ball to me is when Ultron shows up finally. Is like and he's like a super more form, and then they just kick his ass in like two seconds. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, you built up to this, and Ultron in the comic books is really dangerous because he's actually made out of adamantium and vibranium. He's indestructible. He's a super evil genius. So it would take all the Avengers to fight him. And this one is kind of like he shows up, and it always takes the wind out of your villain's sails when he's just like. He shows up and then like, oh, I didn't think they'd all fight me. <laughs> that bothers me. And I feel like it's a little rushed. I think it's got a lot of rushed elements. Yeah. I think that he, yeah, I, I think that the Ultron's folly was, ba- yeah, <laughs> I know. No, I like that. I like that. Was that, yeah, he assumed that like all of his little scheming and all of the, yeah. the, the things that he planted for them yeah. to, to break apart didn't work. And it's like, well, no shit. Like. <laughs> Have a backup plan. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, have a backup plan because, yeah, just just because you think you can manipulate people does not mean it's going to happen. Yeah. Like, and yeah. plus, you know how well they worked. You know this. You, yeah. you know, like you are a super genius or whatever. Right. You've seen them work together. Right. You have all the data. <laughs> yeah, you have all the data. You realize this is not going to work. It'd you know, be like, weird to be like, record, Hulk is really strong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out way. for Thor's hammer. Oh, that was my mistake. <laughs> I didn't take that into account. I didn't take into account that it would all work together. Oh, wait, they already did. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> you know, when I'm trying to destroy mankind, 
Who would have thought they'd put aside their differences? <laughs> yeah. I thought they'd still be arguing. <laughs> One thing I didn't like about this movie, um, this is like the worst Joss Whedon death I've seen, um, where uh, they kill Quicksilver. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they set it up the whole time like they're going to kill Hawkeye. And you can see it coming a mile away. Yeah. I mean, fool me once, Joss yeah. Whedon. <laughs> Shame on you. Fool me twice. I won't get fooled again. <laughs> In the words of our former president. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah. I, goes, I don't know. Yeah. I, just, I saw it just, coming. I think most people did. Yeah. Oh, I'm dead. There was no real reason for it. <laughs> right. Oh, I'm dead. That's also that's also got to say. Because he just I goes, guess. I'm dead. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, it wasn't even that dramatic. It was no. just like, really? Like, okay. We're done with him? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that was disappointing. Especially, and, and, especially because you're like, if you're the Avengers, like, what are you going to be like? That guy we don't know. Oh no, he the, died. The guy that was also previously <laughs> right. trying to mess with us before, right. just like three days ago, yeah. is now suddenly I like... I followed him for two minutes. <laughs> what a good guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I am so heartbroken. <laughs> Whatever shall I do? Poor Quicksilver. Poor Quicksilver, <laughs> alas. We hardly knew you. He literally. <laughs> okay, so Ant Man. Okay. Which is one of my favorites. Good stuff. The only complaint I have against Ant Man, and, and people do complain, is that uh, they have Hope Hope Van Dyne, and she's not the wasp. And they justify it in story, which is fine. I'll, I'll let them do it. But it, it's a it's a weak spot, and a lot of people were upset, especially because the wasp is a character that's been around the Marvel comics for so long. See, if she shows up in the new movie, Ant Man and the Wasp, all will be forgiven. <laughs> this is, for lack of a better word, one of the kind of goofier. Well, because Ant Man's kind of goofy. Movies. Right. It's right. He rides around on ants. He shrinks. Yeah. <laughs> I I did not have it's high expectations fun, for this movie. Right. I really didn't. Right. I in fact I avoided watching it for right. a long time right. until finally it was like okay we we should really watch this like just let's just sit down I'm gonna watch this everybody I talked to yeah. was like oh this is amazing you should watch it and I'm, I just I don't know it was something about this. I, it was similar to oh, what was the character? Oh, Captain America. Yeah, it was very well, yeah. This just in concept, it was very right. Like, right in concept. I can see it. It's, it's it, there's so many times. It, it's why so much of, of something is execution. It's really difficult to tell because there are things that sound like they should be great to us that suck because mm-hmm. we. And there are things like I like Ant Man because I like silly superheroes. I like weird superheroes who can have something distinct, but that doesn't mean it's going to be good. Right. And when they announced it, I was like, well, I like Ant Man, but this is going to be hard to do. And I had the same way that like, you talked about Captain America. You're like, oh, this doesn't seem like it could work, but it does. Ant-Man has a thing. I was optimistic because I, cause I like Paul Rudd. And there's <laughs> yeah. a joke I have because he did a kung fu movie. What? <laughs> he did a kung fu movie where he, he went to China, uh, Hong Kong and he did like, he played a guy and he, he does some, he's like, I, they're, they're like, are you going to do this, this kung fu movie? And he's like, well, I have to. They asked me to. <laughs> you can't not. And he goes, but I don't know kung fu. And he's like, oh, don't worry. We'll teach you. <laughs> and he's like, so he goes, and they keep shooting, and he's like, oh, guys, I don't know Kung Fu. And they're like, don't worry, we'll teach you. And then finally the day, they're going to do some stunts. They just had a stunt double do stuff. And he's like, so he goes, the stunt double does move stuff. He goes, like, I just I just pop up in the frame. <laughs> and and so the joke is action superstar Paul Rudd. And then he became Ant-Man. And it's a great, he's one of, it's a great thing. And he, he holds his own against, the, in, in, um, in the Civil War. He's freaking badass in Civil War. Yeah, he is. He yeah. he had pro- he stole probably one of the biggest scenes. Yeah. Like he really did. Yeah, and uh, and 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 it's also that moment where it does little things like comic book thing where where they're gonna go and they see the they go and get to steal that and it's Avengers compound uh, when uh, the Falcon shows up and you're like oh okay that's cute like, oh my god they're gonna have a cool fight. 
And Atman's also <laughs> in that fight. But you're right. It's how do you describe it? Because you're like, what's his power? He shrinks. And yeah. he talks to ants. I was like, this sounds so dumb. Like, oh boy, he shrinks. Okay. How does that help at all? Like, everything is going to take 18 times as long. It should go run a mile. If you're oh, that no. tiny, it's going to take forever. Not ants. Yeah. I was really confused. Right. And I was like. Nobody has the strength of an ant. Yeah. Relative to his normal body size. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it made more sense once it was explained, which I just needed the movie to do that. Well, and I was like. There, there was every chance that this could have been a bad movie. Yes. <laughs> well, and shrinking I think it's more is one of those underrated powers because it's a utility power. Right. But that's what this movie does so well is that he it's like, of course, that's why he's good at infiltration. Mm-hmm. He's good at – and even the fighting is like the fact that he can – you suddenly you can't see him and then he's somewhere else and he shows up. <laughs> and it does that. All these action sequences in this movie are amazing to me. I love, these are some mm-hmm. of my favorites. And partly it's because, like, I love that – like that part where he's in the, the, the office, the, 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 you know, the headquarters and he's running through the miniature cityscape mm-hmm. and it's blowing up as the guns are shooting. I'm like, this is both a really exciting sequence, but it's also a parody of like those city destruction scenes. <laughs> but it's a great scene because you're like, oh no. And then, and, and, uh, Michael Pena is great as his like sidekick. Because <laughs> he's such a like, I love that he's such a like, a, a polite, like, badass. Like, yeah. they make, cause at the bit, they mentioned that where he's the only one who could punch that one guy out. So every time he punches him, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he's a badass. Like, oh, did I save you? Did I save you? <laughs> and, and then at the end, the, the sequence where fighting for his daughter's life on the play set mm-hmm. is like this big epic fight scene that takes place in like, <laughs> Three square feet. Three square yeah. feet. And it's a great scene. Like, there he's on the train. He's like, where are you? And he's like, right here. And he comes right out of the carpet <laughs> with all the ants. And you're like, oh. it's. It, I love everything about that. It's so creative and thoughtful. And it's, yeah. just, it's really cool. I think it easily could have been a bad movie. And I, it could have. You could say that about a lot of these movies, honestly. And i, I got to give credit to... Um the the producers that are working on those yes. are making these successful. Well, and some, but some you're right. Some are so much more easy to understand. Than Captain America is like if you get a good action director. This one requires somebody with some this finesse was, and vision. Yeah, this one was really out there. Yeah, because it it's one of those things that you realize the ability. To, it's like like Incredibles is my favorite movie ever. Period. But one of the things I love about the Incredibles is I always thought stretching was stupid. <laughs> Like, what a dumb power. Right, And right. then you watch, you know, Elastigirl, and you're like, friggin' hell, I'd take that. I'd be terrible with it because I'm not creative like she is. But she's amazing in that movie. Suddenly you go from, man, that's an amazing power. And that's what I felt like with Ant-Man. I was like, I always think that shrinking is cool, but it's like, if you don't watch that movie and go, like, shrinking is a really cool power if you know how to use it. And, well, and I think they got the, – this story-wise yeah. is also so good yeah. because – you could have gotten, you know, average Joe Schmo to yep. become Ant-Man and it would have been boring as crap right. because he wouldn't have been intelligent enough and skilled enough and thoughtful right. enough of how to use these skills to make this work. Whereas you get, you know, this this cat burglar basically yeah. and it's like, wow, that and makes... It, it's got comedy, but it's not just silly. Yes. It's got, it's like a real super story. And I love, like, there's elements, like, there's that element of where they show, like, the army being decimated by just the, the yellow jacket suits in the, in the video. And I was like, if you don't watch this movie and realize this is really dangerous, if somebody gets a hold of this technology, <laughs> they would, I mean, Avengers could have trouble with these guys mm-hmm. because it's like there's little tiny guys with death suits. Mm-hmm. He takes out one of the Avengers. <laughs> right. And it's, and the fact that, like, it's like, yeah, you, it's, you, the little guy who's in your suit just, <laughs> I, I love that. 
<laughs> oh, sorry about that. You seem like a really nice guy. Oh, I love that. <laughs> hey, what about that part where I fought an Avenger and lived? Oh, <laughs> oh God. Paul Rudd is pretty good in this role. And, it, and they really had a great chemistry, too, where it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah I'm Ant-Man. You, you wouldn't have heard of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, you can't see me. I can see you. Uh, uh, did you, well, did you actually hear the story about Paul Rudd, like, geeking out? Just as, no. just like Ant Man, yeah. He was on the set, and like he's like, "This is oh my god, I'm I'm standing next to Captain America," and I, you know, and of course it's like Chris is like whatever, and he's he's standing there in his suit, and like they're all talking, and yeah. he's like he's just like I am just trying to keep my cool yeah. so bad right now, and he uh, Chris walks away to go I don't know to do something, and he leaves his shield with this this like extra or whatever this yeah. the guy on on set, and he's like he walks over to him and he goes. Yeah. Can I can I have a little, please? So he's like he's standing there holding the shield and he's like, I'm like, he goes, This is like solid. Like I am impressed. He was just totally one hundred percent. It was hilarious because it's in, gotta be awesome. in the movie yeah. it, that was his reaction. Well, yeah, because like, you're you're yeah. oh my god, you're Captain America. It's Civil War. I, I just touched that. you. <laughs> was that line Civil War where he like turns around and sees the Black Widow? I know you, you're great too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I think I'm in a great movie uh, again I think that uh, hopefully it'll stay the good uh, again when they introduce the wasp I think that's really going to be great because I, again a great another female character the wasp is a great character in the comics I liked I liked Hope in the Evangeline Lilly yeah. yeah I liked her character and I liked the story I just I mean it's one of my favorites in, and he, he continues to be one of my favorites in uh, Civil War which was the one that came next mm-hmm Mm-hmm. So anything you don't like about Ant-Man, nothing. Everything's awesome about Ant-Man, except for there's no wasp. Okay, so there you go. <laughs> I really don't have a complaint about Ant-Man. I think at I end of the movie, I was happy. I mean, yeah. I was. it was like, it was enjoyable all the way through. I really liked every aspect of it. I mean, I'm not, I, I know it's sacrilege to most people. I'm not the biggest Michael Douglas fan, but he did well. I mean, yeah. so yeah. I was like, meh, okay, yeah. yeah. And, you know, some of the fans were a little upset because Hank Pym's still, you know, comic book time, he's still a young, younger man. <laughs> and there is a Scott Lang who's also an Ant-Man, but there's a Hank Pym. The problem is, is that I think that the Marvel didn't need another, again, the comic books, there's so many, there's so many characters that are going to step on each other's toes. They didn't really need another young, hot shot scientist. So he's kind of a good, 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 I feel like. And I like Scott Lang version of Ant-Man, so he's, so it's cool. And he exists, so it's not like they made him up. Yeah. No, it's good. Yeah. That would be criminal. That'd be criminal. <laughs> Who is this guy? I've never heard of him. <laughs> so Civil War is kind of Avengers three. Really, is. they fight each other. Avengers <laughs> but three. It's, it's ostensibly an American, uh, American Captain, uh, Captain America movie. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, that fits because it's not really an Avengers movie because really it is Captain America story. It just has the other characters and large roles. Yeah. That is fair. And that fight scene is pretty awesome. <laughs> yes. Um, it's it's not one of my favorites because I'm not really a huge fan of movies that don't end and it kind of sets things up for other movies. But I do like when things fight other things. <laughs> <laughs> They're people. They're I know, people. but... <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I like when things with different abilities fight other things, like dinosaurs fighting Terminators <laughs> or something. And this is a room, this is an airport full of People 
fighting other people. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, that fight scene's excellent. Yeah, and I love like, Spider Man. And Spider Man. And you know what? I'm I know it's sacrilege. Here's my sacrilege. I'm not a fan of Spider Man. I don't think he's an interesting character. And I think once you're past eighteen, if you still like Spider Man, you got some growing up to do. But <laughs> I will say this. I liked this Spider-Man. I liked him as a character. I liked the way they portrayed him, and I liked his interaction. Maybe because he didn't feel like such a sad sack. I always, I always get really annoyed with Peter Parker. These opinions are not the opinions of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Are you? You don't even read comics. What are you talking about? Spider-Man. I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) Nah. Actually, when I'm at cons, if I say I don't like Spider-Man, there's a collective gas. I bet there is. There's a collective gas. There's writers I love. There's writers and friends that I have, and they're just like, I'm not sure we can be friends anymore. (laughs) I'm like, look, I drew a line. You can cross it or not. I think Spider-Man's fine. I was compared to who? I I think I love Spider-Man's ability. Yes. His abilities are awesome. I don't necessarily like Spider-Man. His personality or the way that he deals with things. I'm like, yeah, you're kind of angsty and I just, you're you're still stuck in high school. I don't get it. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Works for Thanos. (laughs) Well, when Spider-Man loves death. (laughs) I, but I I say this coming from a non comic book reading yeah, yeah, yeah. person, so therefore you can't you can, you can take that with a grain of salt. I, I admit I'm in the minority. Spider Man's a very popular character. I, I'm not confused by the reality. <laughs> what Spider Man's popular? I've heard what. Um, this is the uh, that Homecoming might actually be the one I'm excited to see. <laughs> I've I've never liked his Spider Man movies. I like the first one. Okay. The other ones, I'm just like, eh, he's just, I don't want to watch somebody be a doofus. There's um, a lot of them. I think I've only seen this two. five, right? Yeah, because yeah. they because the, the they new, did three and then they tried to go. <laughs> yeah, the the new ones that Sony did were just terrible because they just were completely missing the point. Civil War, <laughs> good movie, <It> has awesome <laughs> elements. It's that full blown. I love that we're immersed immediately in the deep end of the superhero universe. Yeah, like like it's done. This is a world of superheroes. They've accepted it. And so the problem becomes like, how do we manage superheroes and all that? Right. And I love like when Black Panther shows up, nobody goes like, a guy in a super suit. They're like, no, there's a guy who's a super athlete in his bulletproof costume dressed like a cat. What's well, hard to forget? Like, and then, you know, it's like the weirdest thing you've seen right, this week. Right. When he takes off his helmet, no one's like, oh yeah, okay. The African prince who's also a superhero. I, I do think it's kind of amusing though that they just, it's like they just don't know that he exists. Like, because it's just, he's in Africa. Like, <laughs> well, he, I think he was the busy idea, doing his, his own thing, you know. I like, think, oh, I, I would actually, that'd be cool if they actually, in the movie, they have that where he'd actually been doing some adventures in Africa. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> that would be cool. I'm on board with that. Instead, it was like, I thought maybe it was a debut, but instead, you're right, because Wakanda's out and nobody knows, nobody goes to Africa, nobody goes to, especially nobody right. goes to Wakanda because it's isolated. Right. Oh, I like this idea. I think, really, he's probably been doing this for, because, uh, come on, he didn't, he didn't just suddenly have this suit. <laughs> That's like, true. That's he's true. He's been developing this. This suit That's for a true. while, and you can't you tell me he, he probably didn't develop hasn't. his martial arts claw, kitty clap claw, <laughs> style, art of scratch, art of scratch. Um, <laughs> hey. I'll claw your eyes out. We'll call it uh, kung fu slap fighting. <laughs> slap fighting. Hey, he's just like Wolverine, only five blades instead of That's three. That's right. Okay, just and yeah. Well, black the, the, awesome. the things in her fingers was pretty awesome. The <laughs> Yeah, Black Black Panther is pretty pretty cool. So I and I love that Silent. in that movie when he shows up. The problem I have with Civil War is the like the initial story yeah. 
feels a little weak, um, just because of some of the things that, that nobody talks about. <laughs> so they open the movie with they're like stopping this bioweapon. Yeah. And Scarlet Witch uh, accidentally sets off a bomb and some people die. Well, no, she does, she, she stops the bomb from killing a bunch of people. Yes. A few people. Right. Right. She's trying to stop right. the bomb from killing anybody, but yeah. she there's some collateral damage. <laughs> yeah. And it sets off this big debate about yeah. government control of superheroes. And nobody ever brings up that this team has literally saved the world twice. <laughs> they they bring it up. But here's the thing. The reason I find it believable is not because because people make dumb decisions all the time. I mean, we're thinking about getting rid of the EPA because who needs water? Right. <laughs> well, okay. I'm not, I'm not like saying that's necessarily pro, pro or against yeah. the, the ultimate yeah. argument of the movie. Yeah. It's just that nobody mentions it. <laughs> well, there's that part where uh, Colonel Thunderbolt Ross... I'm using his comic book full name there. Um, uses his talks about how we owe you a great deal of gratitude. Um, yeah, I guess so. Um, there's elements of that, um, but you know, you as you as it escalates, you know, as you have more superhumans, <laughs> there's a problem. I think there's a there's an argument that in I I think it's presented in the movie. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm thinking of another movie, but I know it's an argument. <laughs> I know it's an argument that's been used a lot when it comes to superheroes. And government or control in general. And that yeah. is, well, you, by being you, right. you brought on those things. So right. it's like, yeah, you saved the world from things that they, they think wouldn't have happened if you wouldn't, if yeah. you weren't. Well, here. and the well, thing that, because if you weren't considered a threat, then you right. weren't. I think you know. the problem is they're dancing around that context, right? Well, they're right. not talking about like right. the image of superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, the thing is that's true is, is what's interesting about it. And with the one that doesn't come up to me is Captain America's right in the sense that he's always acting responsibly. Right. Like, like the thing that Ultron, Ultron was, was Iron Man's mistake, not Captain America's <laughs> mistake. So when somebody says like, Iron Man, we need to get in check, Captain America should say like, you need to be in check. Yeah. Yes. Because even that bomb thing, that bomb thing, yeah, it sucked and it's not right. But we were stopping bad guys from escaping with a super biolistic fight. Nobody, so, nobody says that. Right. Uh, well, he says that about like, you know, we screwed up, people died, but maybe if, you know, people, a lot more would die. Captain America says some stuff. It's just, it's, 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 eh, it's, I don't I remember mean, it being like prominent. Well, it's not super prominent, but because at the end of the day, you say, hey, like, the same reason, uh, Justice League Unlimited, which is an amazing TV show, favorite TV show, um, they had a story arc. Their first, their, their story arc was, the government wanted to shut down superheroes and they had really good reasons for why they were worried about superheroes because they're too powerful. And the writers even were like, afterwards said like, well, we couldn't, every answer they, the superheroes came up with was kind of weak in our <laughs> mind. But the ultimate answer became in a world with supervillains, you need superheroes. Right. right. <laughs> so in this particular case, you know, that's the, that's the gray area. Um, and you always get run that problem when you introduce real world politics into, <laughs> into super universes. Because so. most of us are not turning into green rage monsters. <laughs> I'm not sure how I would feel. Like if someone's like, turns out that one out of every ten, ten warriors comes in and turns into a giant green rage monster. I'm like, well, well I'm kind of vague. I'm not sure how I feel about this stuff anymore. Oh boy. But, uh, we don't live in that world. I don't yeah. worry about giant green rage monsters, rage monsters. So yeah, there's some elements of that where you, I think it skirted it, but there are always going to be that problems when you try to do real world. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so they tried to do this kind of context switch where, yeah. Star- Tony Stark's the one advocating for superhero registration or whatever right, they're trying right. for. And Captain America's kind of on the side of the rebels. <laughs> <laughs> Which fit, Whereas, that was actually in the original comic story, too. Oh, mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah. Um, and it's, it, I think that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like Tony Stark's character arc is a little weak. It, like, uh, they I never think really developed char- that in Ultron. Tony Stark works fine if you just think of a person who's still struggling with post-traumatic stress disorder, which negates the whole point of the third <laughs> Iron Man movie, 
This isn't a man who has moved forward in his post-traumatic stress disorder. This is a man who still cannot deal with it. You can argue that the uh, uh, the, uh, the second Avengers movie kind of screws it up, and that's why he's got more of it. But I still think I think that's he's my a stagnant problem character. It, it doesn't feel like they ever established the, the PTSD for Civil War. Could be. Yeah, I mean, it's still an excellent movie. <laughs> he has a conscience. Or he has a lot on his conscience. Yeah. Whereas Captain America doesn't have those no, things on his conscience because right. he's always done he always tries to behave responsibly. Yeah. Even that scene, like the scene where the part where they're trying to catch a Winter Soldier and Captain America interferes, it's like he's interfering because he literally does not want to want to Winter Soldier to die. He doesn't want any of the soldiers to die. And the reason it works is he's there and he's keeping things from getting worse. Yeah. He's saving people <laughs> and he's stopping this from happening. He's kind of the guy in the middle, and it works really well. He's he's punching guys instead of Winter Soldier snapping right. their necks. Well, like there's you that know, scene, like... <laughs> there's that scene, like that part in the fight where they're fighting the stairwell and the guy's falling off and he's gonna fall to his death and like Captain America catches him and he's just like, come on, like, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, and Winter Soldier doesn't want to kill anybody either. He's just he's he can't you know he's not his Captain America's there to defuse the situation. And I and I and I like and the same way at the end where you have the fight between which is a really small fight when you think about it. It's a fight between three characters. Yeah, it's not a big in epic. a small space. Uh huh. Yep. Um, it's it's three characters that are are motivated, but again, who's who's the guy in the middle? Is Captain America trying to keep everything under control, and it works for that reason. Plus, it's a good fight scene. It's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But nothing beats. And this is not this is my moment where I got to finally squeeze my wife's hand really hard. But there's a part like we need distraction. He goes, I think I got something, you know. And I was just like, oh. I'm like, he's gonna do it? Is he gonna do it? And 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 my, my, in the dark theater, my wife looks over at me, and I'm like, "Oh my god, you're gonna do it!" And then he went Giant Man, and I was like, "Oh, this movie can suck, and I don't care anymore." I did it. Yeah, and he's like, "Awesome, it's Giant Man!" And like that line. Like anybody else have any spectacular powers they've been concealing? <laughs> I, I also love that he pre-sets it up, too. Like, I've tried this, like, three times, and i passed out, so we'll see. <laughs> like, but I ripped myself in half. Just go on without me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Next up, finally, Doctor Strange, which is my favorite. I don't know. I'm torn between Guardians, Ant-Man, Doctor Strange. Sounds like a tough problem. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's, it's a real dilemma. Uh, Doctor Strange... Some of these movies, I saw the preview before and was primed to not like them. Really? <laughs> but Doctor, Doctor Strange, I was on board for. Really? I was, I have to admit, I was the opposite. When they first announced it, I was like, hey, this is, you know, there's always a skeptic. Yeah. <laughs> They'd earned it over and over again doing all this stuff. And I was just like, Doctor Strange. And they're like, Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, really? Oh, just pick some famous actor, whatever, flavor of the month. <laughs> And I'm like, well, what's he gonna do? He's gonna, I was like, it's gonna be so stupid. I was like, <laughs> and then they start showing the stuff, like the poster where he's like, he's got the full outfit and he's got the cloak. And I was just like, oh, maybe not. <laughs> he looks good in that cloak. <laughs> it, it, like the fact that you could show me that and I'd be like, freaking Doctor Strange. <laughs> Oh, and even then I was still like, I'm optimistic. <laughs> I was, yeah, I really didn't think because I didn't know anything about right. Doctor Strange. And I was like, this looks weird. Right. Like, just, I knew, I was like, how are they going to manage this, this now? Like, I, I was optimistic as far as like, okay, it's Marvel. Right. I, they, they've right. had a good track record. Let's do this. But I was also like skeptical of the fact right. of like, 
Okay, I'm because he's such a different how? character. Not you know, and his universe is so different. Not how well yeah. are they going to do it? It's how are they going right. to do it? I think that was my question. It was like, a good job of making this feel like a different kind of movie. Too. Okay. Well, I, and because yeah. it's an origin story, which is difficult to make work. Yeah, it's um, and he's such a different character, and he does transition so much from brilliant surgeon to master of the mystic arts in that movie, and it does really well. It it slowly immerses you into that deeper universe. And by the end, when he's doing full-on crazy magic, <laughs> and the villains are doing full-on crazy magic, it works. Okay. And it's great, but I was, I was like, on the, I was like, there's no way they're going to be able to do this. <laughs> and then they start showing those screenshots in, in your life. It's like, oh, there's Wong in it. I'm like, oh, Wong, he's going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> so many elements of that that I just don't think were going to work. And then at the end, like, they didn't show Dormammu, but I, like, never in the previews. But at the end, like, which is good. Dormammu shows up, <laughs> and he's this giant, floating, flaming head guy from the dark. And the dark dimension is this weird psychedelic dimension that, like, looks like the comic book. And I was like, oh my god, it's like this is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and even at the end, it's like when he beats Dormammu because he's smart and he uses a clever magic spell. And I was just like, oh my god, this is so Doctor Strange. I cannot stress. And because I love Doctor Strange, because I realize. Is because he's the superhero nerd more than any other superhero. <laughs> because does. Tony Stark, sure, he builds stuff. Right. But he's rich, everyone loves him, and he's cool. And he's, Doctor Strange is just this nerd. Tony Stark built a suit that he right. climbed into so he could punch people. Right. <laughs> Doctor Strange, and I even think that, like, Doctor Strange is this guy who literally, like, his source of his powers isn't that he, like, Anything it's it's literally he just studied a lot. Yeah, he has a good memory. <laughs> right, like, like, like they're like, how did you become a great neurosurgeon? Study and practice. And she's like, there you go. That's how you become a great wizard. <laughs> and I love that aspect of it because through that whole story, I feel like it's it's a metaphor. Everything's a metaphor, but this is a metaphor. For, I feel like <laughs> this is a metaphor for human struggle for for existence because you want to spin the wheel through the whole thing. No, we don't have to because this is what it is. <laughs> this is all about. The, the desire to learn and, and every time he learns something, he learns something new that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. And the instinct of humanity <laughs> is to, I don't like that. I'm going to go away from that. And he learns more and he learns more. And at the end, Baron Mordo, who becomes the villain, I knew he was going to become a villain because he's the villain in the comic books. His result is knowledge is scary. And so the best thing to do is to deny it. Right. Doctor Strange is literally like, Hey, knowledge has downsides. There's scary aspects to it. But knowledge is worth the exploration. Exploration is worth it. Learning. He's such a friggin' nerd superhero. <laughs> and well, I love it. He's like, uh, he also thinks that the more you learn right. about something that is scary, right. then it's how to avoid it right. or how to beat it. Right. Because there's even, you know, he, right. yeah. And the other guy is just like, no. Just right. Because like literally the other like, guy's like, like yeah, so I use this power. <laughs> I use this power, just like this forbidden spell idea that was difficult. I had to use it because it was the only way to save the world from Dormammu. And the other guy's like, well, you shouldn't have done that. I was like, well, what do you want Dormammu to do? To eat the universe? <laughs> yeah, you just were okay with that? Right. <laughs> and his argument was like, basically boils down to, it was like, well, if nobody knew about it, they wouldn't have done the spells in the first place. I'm like, well, you can't put the cat back in the box, man. It's done. Yeah, the information comes right. There's a similar ambiguity where the ancient one has used yes. the, the power from the dark dimension, right? Probably because she had to, right? And that's the thing. And there's even that she's, line that she's she says more, more akin to Doctor Strange than Mordo, right? Because she says that the problem with Mordo is he's strong, but he's rigid, right? And and I love Doctor Strange because that's 
what it is. Like, even there's that part where I love that he's like, of course he's skeptical. He should be skeptical. Yeah. But as soon as, like, she does that thing where she's, like, seeing all the dimensions and stuff, and he's just like, teach me. <laughs> I love that because that's the passion of Doctor Strange. Like, how did he become a great wizard? It's like, someone says, well, here's the thing that, you know, well, now you're going to learn dark secrets that are going to terrify the man, of mortal man. It's like, well, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> and I love that about that, that story. I love that about his character. I love that about, it, it's all about his growth. As an educated person, <laughs> yeah, it's magic, but he's peering through the veil and he's getting deeper into knowledge and, and enlightenment. And I just love that aspect of the character so well. And and I think uh, it's got all the staples of Doctor Strange. It's got like astral projection. Is, is, he does that all the time in the comics. And oh. the fact that he did the Cloak of Levitation is freaking amazing. <laughs> I never thought I would see the Cloak of Levitation. My friend who was even a comic book nerd is like, I didn't know the Cloak made him, made him fly. I'm like, yeah, you idiot. No. <laughs> Get out of here. You don't know anything. Um, uh, like the, the, oh, here's the even fun stuff. Like the, the guy who died, the guy who's defending the New York Sanctum who dies, he's actually the brother of, uh, Brother Voodoo, who's another Captain Marvel comic character, who one of his powers is that he can summon his ghost brother. <laughs> so they've even established that maybe Brother Voodoo will show up in this stuff. Wow. Oh, that's some deep cuts. <laughs> and, and there's no reason for that other than it's awesome. Um, I just love, and then I think the action scenes are really trippy and cool. I love like the astral projection fighting. Yeah, stuff. that's, that's really great. Good. And where like, he comes from back, like, <laughs> and then he's like, where she's like, he's like, oh, you gotta poke here and do that. <laughs> uh, I love the other the mirror dimension stuff where the bad guys can twist everything. Yeah, it was like Inception, but more sensical somehow. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love I love the the weird magical martial arts they're doing. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I love at the end. Oh, where, I love the uh, kung fu training scene. Yeah. they've all got their their own special artifacts. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and like the, the and they and again they take advantage of it because like the part where they have that fight and everything's reversing itself while they're fighting. Yeah, that's such a great unique shot. It's such a, you're not going to see that in every movie. So. No, I agree. They they use that the time reversal thing very well, and I think it's really interesting. I was not anticipating <laughs> it. I really wasn't, and that. Normally, I mean, I'm pretty good at at least going, oh, okay, A plus B equals C. This is what's going to happen. And in this movie, I was like, oh, like I knew he was going to use it. Yeah. But I had no idea how. Yeah. And I was like, that was just, that was the the thing. I was like, oh, I know he's going to use that time thingy. But I was like, yeah, but reverse, is all he going to do is just reverse time? But that won't stop. Right. I'm, we were going to have to fight. And even the, again, you were talking about those elements, like the Aya Vagamoto. Doctor Strange has like two or three artifacts that he always uses in Aya Vagamoto. And I'm sitting there, and he goes over to that stand, and he pulls it off. And I'm like, oh my god, the Aya Vagamoto! <laughs> you don't need, I mean, it's great. Again, they, they do that thing. You don't have to know these characters. You don't have to know anything about them. Mm-hmm. But if you do, you can recognize them. And that's really it's, it's Right, because me as a completely, yeah. you know, non-comic right. book reader and having no knowledge right. of Doctor Strange, enjoyed it immensely. Right. Uh, everyone and I, you, I, yeah. who had, you know, had yeah. uh, clearly knew the character, yeah. and you were freaking out yeah. about the, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like my hero, Doctor Strange. <laughs> I'm peering into secrets. <laughs> I really love the sting at the end where he's um, filling up Thor's fear mug. <laughs> yeah, like, I like that stuff where he's like, oh, so Earth has wizards now. There wasn't a lot of just mundane kind of magic in the movie. But I like that, yeah, that. where he's just like, even at the end, he's got the gloves on. Doctor Strange wears gloves. I wouldn't even care if they were there, but they have him because he's covering up his hands. Yeah. And uh, But like that part where, and, and, they, and it's really, really well shot, like the part where he falls down and then the cloak flies over. 
and then picks him up and he's floating up and he does like the Doctor Strange float. That's like the signature look for Doctor Strange. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, movie, you did it. It's cute. Um, it's just all that stuff is just really. He did it in a natural kind of way. Yeah. It feels, it's easy to follow. It, it's, I, it, it, it's very, it's probably, I think, one of the stronger entries. And especially, it finally is the one that opens up all possibilities for the Marvel Universe. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. now, yeah. everything. You've got space, you've got tech, you've got magic. You've, you've got, got magic tech. Yeah. <laughs> extra dimensions. You've got right. spies. Yeah. yeah, you've got extra dimensions. I mean, you've got, there's a- nothing. Aliens, government interference, right. all of that, yes. Yeah, when yes. Thanos shows up, there's nothing he's going to do that's going to be, well, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we just watched, you know, an extra dimensional space guy. <laughs> Melt almost melt our universe. <laughs> it's not going to be like, well, wait, this Thanos guy is pretty powerful. Yeah? yeah, they're all pretty powerful. He's no giant face. He's no giant <laughs> giant face from the dark dimension. Uh, so that concludes movies that have been released. Right. Uh, there's like but, five or six coming up here. Yeah. Well, that, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say one thing. Oh no. I'm gonna challenge you. Oh no. Was there anything about Doctor Strange that you didn't um, like? You know, I still think it suffers from. I don't like Tilda Swinson as the Ancient One. I I think she does a fine job. She's a fine actress. I, I'm glad that she's, there's a woman they introduced. I wish, I know they, because the, the ancient one's Tibetan. Mm-hmm. And I don't, they were like, oh, we don't want to do Tibet because that'll turn our Chinese audience. I'm like, well, you know, there's other people besides Chinese people that and white people. There are more choices. That was kind of cowardly. <laughs> it was. It's a cop out. And I, and I, 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 one of my friends on Facebook, I, I kind of said that I'm like, well, I, I kind of see why they did it. He goes, there's always an excuse for why they can do this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's true. And that is my biggest strike against that movie is, is also, it's not a terrible thing, but Baron Mordo in the comics is, is, uh, white and they, they made this Baron Mordo black, which is nice because he's a good actor and I don't mind. Yeah. But again, he's great. also going to become a bad guy and mm. you introduce, it's like you, you, you accidentally keep changing that's characters. True. Yeah. Those are my thing, but that's not nearly as big a deal because that's just a good actor and I like him. But, uh, the ancient one, being Tilda Swinson, who does a fine job, is a black eye on an otherwise, for me, a probably a perfect movie. I think that's that's a very good uh, critique of that because yeah. I, I agree. I think I think the movie is great, but I, I would agree that that is a downside. Because yeah. even I'm not, I I think the the whitewashing of they could have gone with just about any you know uh, an Indian person, yeah. uh, a pack you know ballet. There's tons of people in those regions. There's tons of people that they could pick from. Yeah. Next um, thing you're gonna tell me that you didn't like the Last Samurai starring Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's one thing I enjoy. It's hearing about uh, white people helping minorities <laughs> with their problems. There's one thing I didn't like from this movie. Uh, listening to. Um, Render Ditch, Crumble Bunch, um, <laughs> labor to do an American accent. You shut your mouth. <laughs> I think he did admirably. I was happy with it. I wouldn't have minded if it. It's funny. I would. It I, sounded like a parody of an American accent. I, I think the thing that's funny is is I wouldn't have cared if he had just done a British accent. I wouldn't have been like, because yeah. Dr. Trench would have just been somebody who grew up, you know, came to America. But then I have fans who are just friends who are like, oh, but he's American. I'm like, he's not real. Relax, man. <laughs> He could be from anywhere. Right. It's not matter. like it's a huge difference if he was like, well, where'd he grow up in? Well, he didn't grow up in Greenwich Village. <laughs> he grew up in the East End. Oh, it's really not that much different. He's, like, he's the same character. <laughs> or worse, if, if it just said he's American. Oh, okay. So does that mean he came from Kentucky? So I know, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, no, you can't. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'll jump better. there, Del Mar- Del Marmu. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, come on. Yeah, it's just yeah. like you can't say he's quote unquote American and therefore yeah. he's got an American That's accent. Right. Like, That's a whole different prejudice. That's true. People it's from true. the South can't be brain surgeons. That's true. <laughs> if you know what it was, Einstein, if he said, here, listen here. E equals MC squared. Sure it does. All right. Give me another sweet tea while you're in there. <laughs> okay, Mark Twain. <laughs> Sounds good. That's a good one, too. I, I agree with all these decisions. Otherwise, a perfect movie for me. Excellent movie. Yes. Um, so, what's next? Guardians? Guardians 2. Unreleased. So we'll just go through these real quickly. Guardians 1 2. I look, think it looks very promising. Yeah. Uh, based on the first one. Can only assume it's going to be uh, another great movie. I like that they're adding uh, Mantis, who's an obscure Marvel <laughs> character. <laughs> I like that Yondu is going to become part of the Guardians, and I like that Nebula is going to be part of the Guardians. I think that's interesting. Yondu is the only one of these I recognize because he was in the first one. Well, Nebula was in the first one. Yeah. She's uh, uh, the evil. She was other Gamora's the, the bald chick. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, she was okay. Thanos' other daughter, but I think she's going to become a hero in this one. Join the team. Interesting. And she's played by Karen Gillan, which... Uh, I love her from Doctor Who, so I just Oh, really? Can't. I, she had that one sit, she had that sitcom on for like one season. It was good, uh, but it was it, where she played like, a shallow girl who was trying to. It had like selfie. Yeah, selfie. And it was it yeah. was cute, but it didn't last. Um, she looks so different. She looks so different in this. Like you wouldn't recognize her. Like there was all no, a lot of people weird. didn't. No, yeah, yeah, it's but yeah, it's. Uh, and then comes Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok, which I don't know anything about other than there's going to be Hulk smashing fire giants. <laughs> uh-huh. And, Souls. and I think, and there's three times the charm for Thor movies, maybe. <laughs> there's a couple of scenes, uh, or leaks or whatever that, or yeah. screenshots that they released, and it looks like, uh, Thor chopped off all his hair, so we'll see how that goes. Oh, too. I think he got tired of the extensions, so he was like, nah. Well, now I just don't believe it. See, Thor has long hair. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And then there's Infinity War Part One. Part One. <laughs> which I know they just start shooting. I know that there's going to at least the Guardians of the Galaxy are going to be in it. Yes. That's going to be cool, which makes sense. In I'm space. so excited. That's pretty cool. They were saying, like, like when they did Guardians of the Galaxy, somebody was like, well, the Guardians aren't just going to show up and hang out with the Avengers. But then when there's a shot of just like, I'm like, oh, it's going to be so cool to see, like, uh, uh, Rocket Raccoon and Spider-Man hanging out. Oh, it's going to be awesome. I was thinking Rocket Raccoon and Iron Man. Yeah, like, just so many cool characters. they're both angry yeah. and they're both tech-driven. Like, oh, my God. Like, they're just, no, you can't do that. You've got to do it this way. Like, oh, oh. Really amazing. I wonder if they're going to get to the point where there's too many characters. Well, comics have the same problem. Yeah. Well, that's the that's the main thing. I'm 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 going to hold withhold judgment because Infinity War. It's going to be a hard act to balance both Infinity War and Infinity to have that huge because especially because you build up to it. Like if Thanos shows up yeah. and is a wimp in any way, he's got to be like an unbelievable foe. Otherwise, he's just the angry guy in the chair who got his ass kicked when he finally shows up to Earth. These Avenger movies are only going to get harder to right, make. Right, right. Well, because, again, Infinity War is a huge, it's like, it's the biggest thing. It's not even, yeah. it's not even, a, it's just. Um, yeah, they're they're cutting it down, yeah. which is impressive because they're it's, slimming it down yeah. from literally like thousands yeah. of characters, at, like all at once. It, you know? Right, this is probably a hundred issue comic run or something yeah well the original infinity gauntlet was a, a six issue limited series but again all the comic if you're a comic book fan you follow all that stuff you're already deep into it <laughs> half the characters disappear too by the way so that you didn't get to see a bunch of them it's cool. um but spider-man is also going to be in it so it's spider-man oh yeah I, we didn't look we didn't say mention but uh spider-man homecoming is coming out sometime this year too yeah and that looks I actually say that looks promising. I was actually surprised. No, it really does. And yeah. I know, I agree, because I didn't even see the other two, the the, the most no. recent Spider-Man movies. So. I think it looks promising because it's the idea of, of the, the, 
what's it like to be a young superhero in a world with superheroes? Yeah. And I think that that's the only story you could tell in this universe because they've developed it. Because it's the idea of, like, he's new. <laughs> he's relatively new. And where does he sit on the spectrum of these superheroes? And he's young. I mean, right. he's, he's not, uh, you know, these all, all these guys are 30 plus years and old and have been while. doing it forever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, agreed. He's brand new. And, and yeah, the other movies, it was just Spider-Man yeah. all by himself. And he was There's new nothing. and there was always, yeah. 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 There was no, no outside, you know, influence or, or interaction. Yeah. So, I think having that involvement really helps to nail down like the, yeah. the actual. So that looks interesting. And it looks like, and also the, the, in Civil War, he was such an interesting character to watch. Yeah. The CGI Spider-Man was really cool. Yeah. He like, w- I mean, that CGI was phenomenal. And it was, and he was such a fun character. Like I love that part where like the first time he shows up, I was like, who's that? Everybody's got a gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, Hey, is that carbon fiber? This is, this is yeah. It's like, I don't know if anybody told you there's not, there's not usually much fighting during a fight. Talking. Yeah, talking during a fight. And it's just like, uh, what's the other one? It's like, that shield does not obey the laws of physics. Uh, <laughs> where are you from, kid? <laughs> was it Queens or Brooklyn or something? Queens. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, Brooklyn. Yeah, part. <laughs> and, and I, so I think it'll be really cool because I, I've always, I, again, hit or miss with Spider-Man, but uh, his abilities, and the way he fights is he's a really cool character. Yes. Because I love that agility and the, the, the. And just the strength. Yeah. He's, like just, the... he's a really, yeah. It's one of the things that like the original movies had some people had trouble with because they were like, is he that strong? I'm like, yeah, he's that strong. He's, he's not going to punch out the Hulk. No. But he's, he's a pretty strong. Stronger, stronger than your average. Ten, ten tons is a pretty, that, pretty strong. <laughs> he can lift the car. He can lift the building. It's not it's a small building. It's not that big. So one of the Spider-Man movies, I think it might be the first one he stops a subway train. Right. But some people body. didn't know that. Some people were like, oh, I don't think you can... It's like, they were like, yeah, yeah, that's too much. It's like, no, really. No, he's, I mean, he's really strong. It's, yeah. I think it's just the, he looks like a small guy. <laughs> yeah. They didn't have Ant-Man to really establish that, you know, if you have the the strength of, a, you know, of, yeah. of that, that insect yeah. only multiplied by yeah. the amount of a person, that's a big difference. Right. Like, that is huge. Well, and even in the comic books, I mean, Spider-Man is one of the reasons he's such an easy character to cross over with characters is because of his power levels being at just the right level. He can stay with the lower level characters and he can stay with the bigger level characters. Yeah, he's not going to be able to fight the Hulk. Right. But he can annoy and keep up with the Hulk because right. he can get out of the way, he can Distract web him, him, he can do yeah. whatever. Like yeah. Captain America level of power. Yeah, yeah. He's at, the, he's at that level and, and he can work. Um, so that should be interesting. Um, As a famous Spider-Man detractor. I'm interested to see. I may not, your, I may not like post. it, but a famous Spider-Man attractor. <laughs> so my my uh, my uh, seven part series Spider-Man's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> then after Infinity War is Black and Panther. Here's why. <laughs> I've already written about it several times on my blog. So. I'm excited about Black Panther. I am excited about Black because that'll be a whole I, uh, one. I liked him in uh, Avengers. Wakanda, the country he comes from, it's really cool in the comic books because it's like it's like the sort of traditional mix of African and super science, mm. and I think that's very pulpy. Also, he was really cool in this movie, um, and plus, it's going to be a bunch of of you know African people, which is nice right. to the Marvel <laughs> universe. Like the cast is is I, I think ninety five percent African people, which it should be. Yeah. <laughs> um, It'd be really interesting. I, I think Claw is going to be in it. Who's uh, was in uh, Age of Ultron? Who appeared it as a yeah, he was the, the, uh, the villain the from captain. Inspector Gadget. Claw, yeah. I think it's the organization. <laughs> yeah, no, that's Doctor Claw. Is different. Sorry, continue. Doctor Claw is the <laughs> Claw. No, this is different. See, Claw in the comic books. Now I don't know if they're going to do this or not, but they might because who knows with the Marvel stuff. Claw in the comic book is a scientist whose body was made reduced to pure sound. 
pure solid sound. And so he has this this uh, device that he carries on his arm that's really his. Actually, if you like, if you put him in a vacuum, he stops making, he stops existing, and he just goes back into his device. <laughs> so in uh, Age of Ultron, that guy gets his arm cut off, and I'm like, oh, he shows up with that device and some kind of sound cannon, and then something's gonna happen with the vibranium, and he's gonna become a being of pure sound, and Black Panther's gonna have to fight a being of pure sound. Oh, it's God. I cannot believe this stuff. Here's the thing. I don't think that's going to happen, but the fact that it might, might <laughs> is amazing. That it's a possibility. Right. When Iron Man came out and says, like, well, eight years from now, Dormammu's going to be in a movie. I'm like, screw you. <laughs> You're a dumbass. You're a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Stop getting my hopes up. Flat, and then uh, Captain Marvel, which I think... I'm hopeful it will be good because it'll be the first headline with a female character. That's a big deal, yeah. Yeah. Is it Brie Larson going to yes. Captain Marvel? Brie Larson. She's good. She was good in uh, Scott Pilgrim. That's what I always think of her from. Mm-hmm. Which I have not seen. She was also good in uh, Don John. Have you seen Don John? Uh, no, but I know it. I know it. Don John's really good. Um, she really? played. She played. Really? Don John is great. Really? It's a really great analysis of like relationships and modern day. Huh. dynamics and relationships and how we're I, I want to watch it again before I suggested it but I, I would suggest it for our, an episode because it's it's a really thoughtful look at how people don't know how to build relationships and it's his journey into building relationships and his sister is like literally in the movie Brie Larson she doesn't say anything for 99% of the movie when she shows up and then at the end she's just because they're all like well why'd you break up with that hot girl she was great she was great and she's just like she didn't give a crap about Donnie <laughs> she's lucky that she, she just, you just liked her because she was pretty. She's better. And the, it's a great movie about relationships. It's, it's a, amazing. I have to watch it again to be sure. But I watched it with my mom. Also, I like, whoa. And, uh. Really? You know, it's not like it's hardcore pornography or anything. No, but it's like a lot of it is dealing with porn and masturbation and, oh, right. that's, oh, I could not do that. Well, I wasn't doing this the whole time. Huh, mom? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, elbow, elbow, nudge, nudge, and uh, and, uh, and Sally, and we all watched it, and we all loved it. And here's the thing that's most amazing about Don John is afterwards, Sally was like, "I was a little mad about the movie because I felt like the ending wasn't as what I wanted." And then I realized the ending was what the movie was about, and I was making it about something else, which was what the movie's all talking about. And she goes, "So I liked the ending only after I realized that the movie was telling me the thing it was telling me." <laughs> Mind blown. It's, it's, it's a, it's a great, great, I think, I think it's a really interesting just dynamic of, of, you know, and yeah, there's, there's the porn stuff and all that, but it really is about how relationships go. Oh, it's, it's, it's great. It's great. So I think she also, could do great in it. Let's I love it jo- Joseph Gordon Levitt, like, yeah. to death. So oh, then you'll I'm, love this. He's great in that. He's, yeah. he's great. It's, it's a, it's a great analysis of that. And then finally is Avengers Infinity War Part, War Part Two. Who knows by then? If, if, if yeah. Part One sucks, I won't be that excited. <laughs> we'll come back in five years. And we'll come back in five years. Have something else to talk about. In this super long edition, which we'll probably have to break up or something. Oh. Um, I think it's because Adrian was here. She added too much. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we, we established if, a, if a woman contributes <laughs> one third of the conversation, then she is clearly talking Right? There's much. three of us. <laughs> so therefore. There's three of us. How dare you contribute one third of the conversation? <laughs> what, what happened? <laughs> Oh, we did talk about what movie you want to do next. Oh, no, we didn't. Uh, why don't we do Cloudy? I was thinking that, actually. Because <laughs> you mentioned the other day. All right. I'd love to see that again. All right. I think I even have that somewhere on DVD. Make it easier, honestly. Sweet. We've got it, don't you? 
I think I have like a, I own a digital version of it. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right, so uh, next up on our next movie will be... Well, before that... Okay. Um, are we going to announce our contact information? We are. All right. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can at Save the Movies. If you want to email us, do so at podcast at savethemovies.com. Our website is savethemovies.com. If you want to follow us on Facebook, still can't do that. <laughs> um, if you're interested in home staging, Adrian Young does home staging in Dallas. Visit the website copperkeydesigns.com. Gee, thanks. Hey. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter at aleemartinez.com. Uh, no, at A. Lee Martinez. <laughs> My website is aleemartinez.com. You can email me at hipstercthulhu at hotmail.com. <laughs> Look up Hipster Cthulhu. I'm not going to spell it for you. <laughs> if you're a fan of mine, you should know how to spell Cthulhu. H-I-P-S-T-E-R-C-T-H-U-L-H-U. <laughs> you're going to make it easy on them. They gotta, they gotta, it's knowledge. They have to seek it. Um, All right. We'll edit that part out. <laughs> um I guess that's it. I'm on Facebook. Uh, Ailey Martinez. There's a lot of, there's my others. You get confused. And <laughs> I've also got a fan page, the Ailey Martinez Action Force Clubhouse. Really? Yeah. Neat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you're just finding out about this. <laughs> I gotta extend my reach a little bit more, apparently. I can't even reach my friends. <laughs> Um, so next time we're planning to watch Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, which Scott and I both love. Yeah. I love Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. It's, it's my favorite disaster movie. And you'll love it too. <laughs> yeah, it's it's great. It's one of my favorite movies. The sequel's Just good, not really great, sharp, right? but the first one is... The is, sequel's uh, kind of questionable. It, it's, it's good. It's got its uh, cute elements, but it's clearly not on the same level as the, the first no. one. The first one is... The first one is like the first four seasons of Futurama. <laughs> It's just it's, it's a great an hour and a half. unique experience. It's a great movie. Yeah. I will say I was extremely skeptical of right. that movie and Scott was like, "No, no, you really need to see this movie. It's amazing." I was like, "Yeah, it does not look amazing to me, but okay because I love you." <laughs> and then I I watched it and I was like, "Holy piss, that is actually right? a really good movie." I so if you have not watched it yet, do so and, yeah. and, and then listen to the podcast. When, when will you learn to trust me? <laughs> I, I saw it thinking I would like it okay. Someday, maybe. Someday. I, I saw it thinking I would like it okay. It's like, this looks cute. I walked out of going, like, that's a great movie. I just love that movie. So until then. You really talked that up. <laughs> it, it's, it's one of my favorites. <laughs> He's Lee. He's Scott. And she's Adrian. And she's Adrian. <laughs> and they're goofballs. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> we saved... didn't really save a movie. We saved them. I'm telling you, this, a lot of people were on the offense about this Marvel Cinematic Universe, but we finally made people think, I think he's going to catch on now. You're welcome, Marvel. Call us Hollywood. <laughs>